What's up, guys? I am Justin. And I'm Jordan. And welcome to another video game podcast. A podcast where different gamers talk about different games. Absolutely. To start off with, Jordan, why does your mic sound like crap? Um, It sounds like crap for a number of different reasons, but the first one is because I am a brand new straight white male homeowner. Yeah, that's right. I own property now. I was, a lot of people were going to think you're about to come out. <laughs> Straight white homeowner. Yeah, homeowner. Yeah. That's right. And uh, my basement is pretty bare right now. I have no posters up. I have no soundboards up. I do not have carpet down here. So I'm sure it's just super echoey. And I apologize now. It will get better. Bear with us. Bear with us. I hope it gets better. <laughs> I promise I will do things about it. I'm the one that has to re-listen over and over. I'm just kidding. It's not even that too terrible. Justin, how have you been, dude? I feel like I've had so much going on. You've had so much going on. I mean, I like what have you? How's life, dude? How how's life treating you? It's good, man. I mean, I'm just continuing the grind of school and work and home life, but. Yeah, it's been like a, a week, two weeks since we talked. You and I used to be in the same room every day at work and be able to talk about what we're going to do in the podcast, and now you're so far away. I know, dude. I'm like an hour drive. Is your work extending hours? Mine is. Yeah, next month. Yeah. Or the month after, I think. I can't yeah, remember. I'm not excited about it, let me tell you. Well, it's a good thing you asked me to be a reference for a job application. So maybe you won't even have to put up with it. That's a secret. Don't tell. (laughs) I know. Hopefully. Hopefully. That's the goal anyways. Um, But yeah. Oh, and I have my son here, dude. My son is asleep upstairs. Hopefully. (laughs) Wake him up. Wake him. No, dude. No. Introduce him. Absolutely not. We can do it next time. I promise. We are not waking him up right now. We're because we're trying to establish. Listen, listen, dude. Being a parent, forget anything anyone else has told you. No, no. Forget anything anyone else has told you. Number one thing about being a parent is finding a consistent schedule and sticking to it. All right. His bath is at eight. He's in bed asleep by nine. That's the plan. We're sticking to it. God, I'm bored. <laughs> okay, yeah, enough about me. Enough well, about real my quick, life. What, what games does your kid play? Um, right now, he's really into Legos and board games. We, uh, he hasn't... I mean, he's four, man. You put a controller in his hands and he doesn't know what to do with it. We've he's he's dabbled in Mario Kart. I'll give him if that. If you want to expose your son to the internet, next this I'm not is, trying I'm to. Just I'm not trying this to. out. Mini episode about board games with your child as the guest. <laughs> Dude, that would actually be awesome. I would be 100% down to do that. 
I would All do one hundred percent down to get that done. And I'll put I'll put featuring his first, middle, and last name. N- no. Yeah, just throw his social security <laughs> number in there too. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Probably like Cat and Redbeard Junior or something. Uh, <laughs> um, Justin, what game are we doing today? Let's get into it. Yeah, we're talking about Mass Effect, one of my favorite game series of all time. I have never played this game. What a surprise. Surprise, surprise. That seems to be like the consistent <laughs> the consistent theme of our podcast. Yeah, we don't play each other's favorite games. No, not at all. I will say this game does look very interesting. I honestly I, think... I was intrigued. We, we talked about The Witcher a few episodes ago. Um, which, if you haven't listened to our Witcher episode, we did it uh, with our great friend Green Phantom sixty nine. He's a local streamer. Um, I would check it, check out that episode. It was a lot of fun. But uh, you you were talking about how you really wanted to do The Witcher. I feel like transitioning from like a first person shooter mode to The Witcher immediately might be a little bit off putting for you in terms of the way it controls and the way it runs. I think Mass Effect would be a good like transition game. Really? I mean, the the idea, at least like from what I understood, the game is about technology trying to obliterate all like organic material, right? Like so machines. You, it seems so very intriguing, very Terminator-ish. Yeah, there are these things called the Reapers, which are giant, like multi, you know, like the, the capital of the state we live in. Imagine like like four of those like mashed together, like that big. Um, that's one reaper. <laughs> and so there's a ton of these things and they go around obliterating, um, these, uh, obliterating species when they feel like that, that species has progressed too far. It's a cycle that has gone on for thousands of years to keep the balance in the universe. Very Thanos of them. Very Thanos. Um, it's, it's, but it's not about like resource management as much as it is like, like they already came around once during human uh, during human species, but it was when we were all cavemen and Neanderthals. We weren't advanced enough. Oh, so they didn't give a fuck then. They didn't care, and okay. now we are so advanced, along with some other species, that we all have to go so that we don't conquer all the new species trying to come up in the world. Um, it's basically just circle of life stuff, and you play highly intrigued. You play as a uh, as a character created Commander Shepard. Um, Commander Shepard is basically the most blank slate, uh, uh, dry, um, like military guy. And that's good. So very, very Master Chief-esque? Kinda, yeah. A little bit more emotion, but the emotion is dictated by your choices, Okay. So, so like that's what I like about Commander Shepard a lot is that even though he's like military and he's kind of dry, a lot of good stories are written in a way where the main character doesn't have a lot of personality traits, so that way you can project yourself onto them. A really good example is Lord of the Rings. The reason that Frodo doesn't have as much character as like Samwise Gamgee is because they want you to be able to relate to him. I can see that. Yeah, that yeah. definitely makes sense. Like you don't do you don't make any too extreme decisions. 
right. that someone wouldn't make in real life. That makes it's, sense. It's like if I drew a picture, if I drew two pictures and one of them was super detailed and the other one was a vague drawing, your brain would fill in the blanks of what I missed on that vague drawing. And so they want you to be able to do that with the personality of your character. That's what most RPGs are like. That is really interesting. Kind of like how, have you heard of those, those like sound files where like some people hear like rainstorm and other people hear like umbrella or some totally opposite word? Have you heard of those? Oh, yeah. I feel like that's more t- t- akin to like the, the dress color. Oh, yeah, whether it was, like, gold or blue. I swear it depended on people's phone screens. I I always saw gold and blue, which is honestly a weird one, apparently. No, 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 it's... Yeah, you saw gold and blue? What the fuck? Yeah, I've always seen gold and blue. It was gold or white or blue and black. That's wild. Drop in the comments what color that dress is. We're going to bring this back from 2017. I know. I think think it was a little bit longer than that. But Uh, I remember I was in high school and my science teacher just came into the classroom. He goes, all right, first things first. Immediately put that on the projector. And he goes, raise your hand if you think it's this color. He goes, raise your hand if you think it's the other. All right. Now you know what everyone thinks. We don't need to talk about it. Everybody who said this color gets a fucking F. Oh, that'd be weird. <laughs> Get out. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, okay. Dude, I will say this game seems extremely interesting. Um, why did so we watched that video? Why did that guy say that if it was made today that it would never like people would never release it? I didn't understand that comment at all. I Do you know I what I'm talking know. about, right? Yeah, and I don't necessarily agree. Um it's weird. It's a weird comment that they made because I think like a lot of the RPGs that we're starting off with in this in this show, it's kind of a it's a landmark. And whenever you make a landmark video game, it's it's it becomes a trendsetter for a lot of things going forward. And so I can't really imagine where the sci-fi genre in video games would be without mass effect and so therefore i have no idea what it would be like if they tried to release it today so like it's it's just really like unfathomable like i don't understand the the concept of what he was saying yeah i mean was it maybe it was because like the story like the story's getting too real because something like Neuralink exists i know Neuralink freaks a lot of people out uh well ai has been a thing in, yeah. in movie games still is i don't know um it does adjust. It does a Mass Effect does attack like racism and uh, biases towards other races, but in kind of a backwards way. It's not about um, black or white. It's about species, different species, and uh, some species are uh, wary and suspicious of others and have hatreds towards each other. Um, and uh, some of it's unfair. Like there's a a race called the uh, the Krogan, the Krogan are what you said look like that guy from Star Wars, but the frog Dex, Dex. yeah, the from Star Wars Episode Two, the guy that runs that diner. Obi Wan yeah. goes to him to find out about the clones. Yeah, he so that the there was the guys are the Krogan. They are mean sons of bitches. They uh they like they like to charge into battle. They love to fight. 
Um, they're very skilled warriors, and they're usually not like covert. They are very run in with a shotgun, and they can take a lot of damage. They're tanky boys, and I, the uh, I mean, there are two other races: the Turians and the Salarians. The Turians are known for their fantastic military ops. Um, and, a, a, and great tactical brains, and the Solarians are known for their science. And, uh, their their science. They're pretty wimpy. They're little lizard dudes, but they're very smart. They teamed up together and made what's called the Genophage, which is a basically they made every single female Krogan sterile, trying to like Whoa. limit. Yeah, because they didn't want the Krogan to get out of control and start a big war. Okay, I can definitely see that. And uh, that's the beauty of the game, Jordan. There are choices in this game, and we'll talk a lot about those in this episode. Yeah. And what you just said is perfect because it's all the choices. One of the questions we have is, do the choices really matter? Yes, they do. They do make an impact in some aspects. But every single choice is a a choice that anyone could could see one over the other and be like, that's the right one. And someone else mm-hmm. can say, that's the right one. Well, I mean, like, I understand their logic. Not that I necessarily agree with sterilizing half of a population. No, sure. <laughs> but, I mean, like, there's a choice in, and this is obviously spoilers. Uh, you're, you're listening to this, spoilers. Uh, there uh, In the third game, you have the option to either cure it or pretend that you're going to cure it. Just so you get uh, the Krogans on your side for a war. And it's totally up to you. And there are people that think like, oh, I'm not going to do that because they're in a really aggressive race. And I don't want them to get out of control. And then there are also people that believe like, no, it's just morally wrong. So I'm going to fix it. And so it it's not right or wrong. Yeah, not to get like too off topic, but that's a huge thing about um, about like hunting is whether or not hunting is ethical or, like, moral. Because, like, we're playing God by controlling populations of animals. And, like, but then there's the other argument that people don't understand. And it's, like, like for example, if you do not hunt out the wild pig population in Texas and just butcher them, they ruin millions of dollars worth of land, worth of, like other animals like they're they're a blight on that state and it's like it's two sides to a a difficult coin to answer it's like whether or not you think it's okay to actually control a race that's a really interesting mm -hmm. like does that does that actually affect anything in the game making that decision not like gameplay wise but story wise absolutely you know there's always like that post credit scene that's kind of gives you the aftermath of everything you had your hand in and if you cure the genophage, you see that the Krogan population is thriving and they're starting to recolonize and stuff like that. Um, they're, uh, but uh, they're, they're, they're like doing When you say now, recolonize, so. do you mean like us going oh, yeah. to Mars or do you mean like the British going into Africa? I, like, I what do say, you mean by recolonize? I should say rebuilding. So. I'm trying to remember the specifics of it, but basically they had a civil war on their home planet and just nuked the whole planet. <sighs> so, like, they're living amongst rubble. Sounds uh, eerily, eerily real. They're mean sons of bitches, and they're really relatable. They're really cool. They're one. Of, they're probably one of my favorite. They're easily probably my second favorite race in the game. Putin, I know you're listening to this, like, Let's let's keep it in our pants, okay? 
Let's uh, Biden, you too, buddy. I know you're getting a little a little senile up there, but uh, let's let's just list everybody. Everybody, put down the weapons. This sounds a little too scary. Yeah, that's what I wanted. I want politics in my podcast. <laughs> um, dude. Okay, I cannot be the only person who is. I, I, I don't know if this is my actual opinion because I have not played the game. So this opinion does not matter, I guess, is what I'm saying. Is is this game a Halo ripoff? It seems no. very Halo-esque from the no. brief footage that I saw. You could consider like the architecture and the weapons to be inspired by Halo. Definitely. There are some things that are inspired by Halo. Like there's a place called the Citadel which is this giant spaceship um, that, but it's like a whole, it, it's, it's a, it's kind of hard to explain, but basically it's a place where people live. And when you're on there, there's like a projected sky and all this kind of stuff, which is very similar to things to the halo, halo, like to, to the, the, halo. the halo and halo. Right. Yeah. And so you could take inspiration from there. And there's probably some, there are some aliens that obviously they're, pieces taken from them and all that kind of stuff but every other aspect from the actual shooting to the story is nothing like halo um the shooting i would akin more to like gears of war style um where it's a cover shooter it's a third person cover shooter. Mm, Um, okay a cover shooter I, i get that i think i was thinking halo because of the artwork and like the art style because of what you said about Shepard being a lot like Master Chief. And then also because of like all the the blue HUD is very Halo-esque. Like, a, like you, you know what I'm talking about? How the heads-up display in Halo is all oh, blue. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, it, it's obviously every, it's very inspired by Halo in terms of the actual art look of it. But it's uh, it's nothing like it in terms of its story or gameplay. Um, Bioware has always, not always been, they're not anymore, unfortunately, but they're, they were the kings of story games. Um, they were the, 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 the outstanding creators of the best, they made Knights of the Old Republic, Mass Effect, Dragon Age, some of the best story games out there. And then that crown got taken from them and was put on CD Projekt Red's head. And now it's been taken off of them, and we have no idea where it's going. Can I can I throw a suggestion out there? Who at least of of a studio that I think has EA. has earned it? No, not EA. <laughs> you ready? You ready for this? Who's it? Rockstar. I think I think in terms of story based games, they are doing phenomenal. GTA play, Five, incredible. Did you play Red Dead Redemption Two, yeah, incredible game. Oh, incredible. why haven't we done an episode yet? Uh, I don't know. Maybe because I've actually I've never finished it. I've gotten about three quarters through the game and then stopped. But it's an incredible game. We should definitely do an episode on Red Dead Redemption. Oh, for sure. Um, but I uh, I forgot where we were. We were talking about like the kings of story games and oh, yeah. how Bioware. it used to be Bioware and it's kind of moved around and this like. Knights of the Old Republic put it in the eye of people, but like it was, it was Mass Effect that like cemented their their uh, their status as amazing story game makers. 
Um, Has it made you cry? Yeah. Yeah? You cried yeah. playing Mass Effect? There you go. I've, That's how I've, you know it's a good one. I've cried at two spots, I think. Usually during deaths. But uh, what's really cool... Um, so they're, of the main three games, um, the second one is usually hailed to be the best. Um, which... I, I both agree and disagree. I think gameplay-wise, the third one is a lot better. Um, and I actually really enjoy the third one a little more, personally. But the story in the second one is super solid. It's a great game. And uh, one of my favorite things is that if you don't upgrade your ship... Like, there's no ship combat, first of all. There, you don't fighting in a ship. You are the commander of a ship. And you have the option to upgrade that ship. To have, like, better armor, better thrusters. And you're like, why do I need this if I'm not going to fight anything? Well, there's a f- there's the, the last mission of the game is called the suicide mission. And uh, you basically have to go into this base of these uh, this species that's working for the Reapers. Um, and you have... <laughs> if you don't upgrade anything, you will have, I think, three... Of your crew members, like people you have recruited and gotten to know and care about, and uh, and that like you can play with, and they'll fight alongside you. Named characters, three of them will just die while going to the island it, or going to the planet in a cutscene because you didn't upgrade anything. And then along the way, there are parts where they're like, "Okay, we have to split up the team." Uh, and then like, you're going to lead one group and then you can be like, who should lead the other group? And if you don't choose right, that person's going to die. And like different jobs that everyone has to do that. You're like, you're going to die. If you do wrong, you're going to die. You're gonna... you can, you can mess <laughs> oh. it up so bad that shepherd dies. How, oh, end. that's awesome. I was going to say, how many people can I kill? Everyone. You can Let's go. The last one is so sad. Is that hard to do? I think you have to try, really. Uh, But, like, what's really sad, too, is that, like, you can finish the mission, mission accomplished, and then you're running back to the ship. And, like, if you biff this jump, when you're about to jump back to the ship, Shepard just jumps off and just falls. That's awesome. Like, that's it. He's just, he, he dies. He's End of dead. Game. End of game. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, that's but awesome. It's fantastic. And that is a great, great ending to a game where every single one of your choices up to that point have mattered. And then there's Mass Effect 3. Mass Effect 3 has choices that change things along the way during the journey, but the destination, the end of the game... No matter what you did in the past, you will be given three options, which I won't really talk about because you won't really understand it unless you play the story, but you'll get three options in the end. It's literally like, pick one, and that's your ending, regardless of anything you did prior to that. That's kind of stupid. Yeah. There was a lot of anger about it, that after three games worth of decisions, and like my decisions in game one... We'll progress to game two, and we'll progress to game. I three. was going to ask about that. So, like, your decisions really matter uh-huh. over multiple game. Have you ever? Did you ever watch uh, Bandersnatch, the Netflix show? Mm, no, I highly recommend it. It is a show where you make decisions, like you, the viewer, and it changes the show. 
um, and there's like seven different endings, and the whole TV show is literally about how choices in a video game don't really matter, or do they matter? Or are you living in a simulation? Are you even making your own choices, right? Because w us, the viewer, are con is controlling the main character throughout the TV show. It's it's oh, a very incredible show, and I highly recommend. But yeah. like. You want me to fuck with your head? What's up? You ever heard of, uh, I think it's Strodinger's cat? I uh, Kind of, but explain it to me. So there's this professor that had a desk, and he put a cat in the one of the drawers of the desk, put it in one half, and he put a bottle of poison on the other half of the drawer, and he shut the drawer. And he asked the class, is the cat alive or dead? And the answer is both. Because to our perception, there are both options. Like, there's no way to know definitively either. It is both neither and both at the same time. It, like, messed with my head. But the same thing is with reality. Reality, as we see it, is only there. Out, like, everything outside of our brain can never be proven as fact. Everything outside of your consciousness cannot... Like, I... I cannot prove that you are real, Jordan. And, I know. Wow. And that's mess that has made me stay up at night. And well, like, here's the real question too is I mean, the human mind is so fallible. We can literally have in memories implanted in our mind. Like is is what it is what your conscious or what is my conscious even like fact? And the answer is probably not. It's just how we perceive the world, which is really interesting. It's a really so deep you, thought. So if you take the blue pill, everything will stay the same. <laughs> Have you seen the cut where like somebody takes both? They're like, mm, I'm a little hungry. Give me this one too. <laughs> what happens? Um, I don't remember. I think they just black out and throw up. <laughs> oh, great. I wonder what would happen if you took both. <laughs> oh, man. You would uh, create... Uh, two two universes. Oh right. Yeah. Duh. Come on, Justin. <laughs> Seriously. Um. But uh, the story is also where I think that Mass Effect Andromeda, which is the latest game in the series, falls short. Um. Because I don't care about any of the characters in that game. Man, I I could kill every one of them and I would feel nothing. Everyone is boring. I don't care about anyone in that game. The gameplay is awesome. You can actually jump in this one. You can't jump in the other ones. You can jump in this game. It's cool. But I the story sucked. What was it about? Like it So is it, it was still a, the same line? Or? No. That's the it's not nearly as big of a deal. It's like like because in the original trilogy, you're fighting like, to stop the extinction of humans and uh, like five other species then andromeda it takes place in an entirely another uh another galaxy guess what galaxy it is the andromeda galaxy Ooh. Uh, ooh. um but it you it's basically these people that uh wanted to be a part of this program where they get shipped off to the andromeda galaxy and they try to start life there like human life that's it it's like finding another home kind of thing it's like it's like us trying to go to Mars, but way further away. Like trying to colonize another planets. 
Yeah. And you yeah, play dude, as this. You play off as topic, this, but I really hope we get to Mars in our lifetime. Sorry, oh, be go sick. on. That'd be so, so exciting. Um, but there's you play as this kid whose dad is what's called the Pathfinder. Their whole job is to explore these planets beforehand and figure out which one is is the best one for humans. And then your dad dies and you become the Pathfinder even though you're really not ready. And it has a lot to do with AI implanted in your head. And, like, that's the only thing that makes you special, by the way, is the fact that you have an AI in your head. Other than that, you're nothing special. Uh, And... Uh, there, there's just this alien dude that inadvertently is messing up the weather patterns on all these islands, all these planets, and you have to stop him. That's the story. That's the whole story. Okay. I mean, it still sounds somewhat interesting, but not nearly it's, as cool as the other three. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like... Oh, yeah, I'm finding a home. Why are we here? Did the human race die? Oh, no, I saved it in the earlier games. Why are we doing this? <laughs> like, why am I here? <laughs> and like like I said, I'm like, man, I really don't care if if the human race, if the, if the humans that we brought to this galaxy don't make it, I don't care. <laughs> Who cares? It's like, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> None of the characters mattered to me, and I think that they were all really lame and cardboard, and ugh, it was just bad. It was just trying to be... They were trying to make all these personalities that were all cool, but I'm like, I've already seen these personalities, and they were done better. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that is, like, that is, like, a folly of video games. It's like... There's a lot of games out there that either have really good combat and terrible stories, like COD, for example. Great combat. Stories that nobody even remembers. Super mm-hmm. common. Or you get games with incredible stories and terrible combat. Happens all the time. Yeah. Let me say it, Skyrim. Combat's oh, dog yeah. shit. Dog it's shit. terrible. But oh, yeah. the story's very intriguing. Um, uh, I think then, and then you have your hybrid, which is like the God tier perfection ones, like God of War. God of War is up there. I think The Last of Us is up there, oh, even yeah. though the combat's not great. It's it's enough. It's repetitive. To like, yeah, it's repetitive, but it's. I'm still. I still haven't finished the second one. I have yeah. it, but I haven't finished it. It's incredible. Pa- Pac Man, great story. Yeah, Pac Man nails it. Yep. Sonic the Hedgehog, right up there. Dude, Sonic, it's good stuff. Galaga, mm. Galaga's yeah. okay. <laughs> I didn't like the ending as much. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Dude, Ski Ball, Ski Ball nails it. Ski Ball. Uh. <laughs> VR chat. Oh my god. <laughs> no, uh. So. Um, tell me, tell me, I'm going to get us back on track here because I have Please. another, I know, right? <laughs> I have another question for us and it's, I don't really understand, like the video that we watched together, it kind of explained it, but I don't really understand why it's called Mass Effect, but apparently there's like some really big reason that I'm just too stupid to grasp. Explain it to me like I'm seven. So there are these things that have been there forever called Mass Relays. Mass relays are uh, are like it's like hyperdrive in Star Wars. 
So basically, there are these energy sources. You fly your ship to it. It absorbs that energy, and it's able to go super far um, really quick. And uh, humans discovering the milk, uh, the Milky Way's max mass um, mass relay allowed us to meet these other uh, species. So there's only one per galaxy. Yeah, there's like one per per okay. cluster. Yeah, but there's a ton. They're not galaxies. I should I should say like solar like sol- systems? solar systems. Yeah. Sorry, okay. There there's like go. one per solar system, and uh, so this all takes place in the Milky Way. Um, but uh, the and so every solar system you have one, and there's a uh, and so that that's why it's called Mass Effect is because like these are the mass relays. And the effects of uh, it's kind of a couple of meanings. It's like the effects they, of having these mass relays. Did they explain it all, like how they got there? Because I feel like that would be a very intriguing. Story. Yeah, they do, and I can't remember what it is. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure <laughs> they were. I'm pretty sure that they were there. No, I remember. I think that they were made by the same thing that controls the Reapers. Um, but I. Uh, that's like the very end of the third game information is how you get those. And, uh, but then, yeah, there, there's the, uh, there's also that. And there's also like the, the choices you make have a mass effect on things, massive effect. And so that was another way, uh, way of interpreting it, but cause that's yeah. what it was marketed as. It's always been like your choices matter. And this is the kind of the game that made it, more cool to make different choices in yeah. like terms of dialogue options. Uh, is that the only thing? Is it really just like dialogue options? Kinda, yeah. I mean, you what you say can change what you do. Like you have choice, just like in The Witcher. It's like, oh, there's hostages over there, but our mission's over there. Where do we go? And then you just choose, and then. The mission, fuck the hostages, leave them. So that's the thing. There's there's a morality system. You can either become a paragon or a renegade. A paragon is the good side of things, where uh, you uh, you're, you're choosing the more morally high ground. You're tr- trying to find the solution where the most people can live. And then there's the renegade side, which is victory at all costs. You know, like the the uh, the people that die here will be saving thousands later. Kind of like how in Red Dead Redemption you have like the outlaw and the whatever the good side is, like the good Samaritan. Kinda, but less black and white because it's okay. more black and white in Red Dead. This is more just like different shades of gray. Like okay, I was gonna. Gray. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I was gonna ask about that though because like real life is not so black and white, which is one thing that I don't really like about in-game honor systems. It's like, Mm -hmm. we all try to be good people, but I mean, real life, you have to make gray decisions every day and just hope that you made the right one. Like that's just part of being human. Yeah. That's why I really like the voice acting for Shepard, both the female and male version. It's because they can really sell it pretty well whenever which no matter which one you choose like they can both sound like hard-ass military commanders which is like the renegade way where you know we will do whatever it takes to win more stern firm grip um tight crew and then there's the paragon which is like i'm gonna be everyone's friend and uh try to make everyone get along and and all that kind of stuff i naturally usually went the paragon route and it can also change how you look 
Like if you if you choose the renegade route, your scars will show a little bit more. Um, you can start to they can start to glow red. Um, and then if you went the paragon route, you heal cool. a lot better. Um, it's where eventually you're not you're not so rugged looking. Okay, um, that's kind of cool. That's that's a cool effect. There's also these really cool quick time events during dialogue cutscenes that will show either the renegade or the paragon symbol. For example, that guy you said look that looks like the Star Wars dude. They're they, they're really aggressive people, and so sometimes to get their respect, you have to be aggressive back. They all have like shelled heads and so they headbutt and stuff during combat and i remember one of them was disrespecting you in the second game and then there's a quick time event for the renegade option that you that just like press your mouse, mouse button to do something and yeah i did it and he and shepherd just whoop, headbutts him <laughs> That's and then cool. he's like you're tough and then i'm like oh okay that was the right option nailed it <laughs> when is headbutting someone ever the right option I don't know. It's it's all like <laughs> that's like, so awesome. Yeah, the Krogan are cool. They're like the strongest Krogan wins. You know, they're they're pretty cool. Uh, and then there are they, they're all really quirky characters too. Um, my one of my favorites is name is uh, uh Solus. Um, no, not Solus. Sorry. Whoa, that was a different Bioware game. Um. Nailed it. Right. Um, Justin no, is was, Googling. No I'm, no, I'm pretty sure. No, it was Solus. I was like, that was driving me nuts. Wow, there's two Soluses in Bioware games. That's interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I was Googling it because I was like, it's Morden Solus, right? But no, yeah, it is. So it's Morden Solus, and he uh, uh, he's a Solarian, so he's really scientific, and he's really not good with people. He gives everyone like blunt facts, and he, he was also a doctor, so he'll just tell people they're dying straight up, and he has no idea. Like he just gets, they get upset, and he just like <laughs> his like thing is like emotions are useless, cold calculation, and uh, but you end up loving him, and in, in the end of again big spoilers in near the middle of the third game when you're deciding to cure the genophage or not, he he's one of the people that like his race put that into play. So he, he believes that no, it should be undone right thing to do. And he's like really cold and calculated about, it, but he's like clearly very sweet and very kind. Um, and, and so the only way to do it is for him to uh, put this injection into like a big tower um, that will spray out the cure but that tower will explode, and so he basically sacrifices himself to cure the genophage. What did That's you choose? Of... Oh, I totally cured the genophage. Nice. Because even if I didn't agree with the Krogan thing, like even if I wanted them to stay sterile, if you choose to fake it, you basically give him a the wrong thing, and Morden goes up, kills himself, believing he did it right, and then all of a sudden he hears an error. And then he dies. The building explodes. Uh, so, so literally, your his death means nothing if you do that. Oh, uh, so he doesn't I, even die like a happy death. No. Oh, that's, so I'm like, that's upsetting. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't do that to him. And like, I, that was one of the moments when I cried. I was like, no, you're my boy. And uh, there's one character who I love more than anyone else, and I think that most people agree with me on this. His name is Garrus. Garrus literally is your homeboy. 
Like he's your best bud. Him and Shepard go out drinking and stuff like that. And uh, the, I remember he's in the he's all the way first game, second game, third game. He's in all three of them with you side by side. And there was an amazing moment where the third game, shortly before the final battle, where like you know you're probably gonna die. Um, there's the uh, Garrus is like, hey, let's go grab uh. Uh, let's go uh, go grab a, a car, which is like a floating car thing, a shuttle, and let's go up to this area over here. And so you're on the Citadel, and you're literally in like this area you're not supposed to be in, but you just have, he's like, a, he's a he's a sniper, and so he's like, let's finally see who's the better shot. And it's you, you two just taking turns throwing a bottle, and then the other person tries to shoot it. And you have the option to either like... That's kind of shoot, cool. shoot the bottle or intentionally miss and stuff like that. And it's just a lot of them like cracking jokes at each other. It serves nothing for the overall story plot, but it makes you be like, I'm taking a break with my bro. There's a lot of moments in Red Dead Redemption 2 that are like that. Yeah. Where yeah, you just like, like feel you good fe- moments. Yeah, they're feel good moments and they like just get you more emotionally sucked into the characters. And that's why they do those. Is to get you to, like, emotionally pull in. It's not necessarily about... It's one of those things where it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. 100%. Yeah. That's why I I personally didn't really mind Mass Effect 3's ending. Yeah, it it wasn't based on your choices. I don't think that the choices we were given were necessarily bad. And I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, I loved every bit going up to... Like, for some people... The bad, the 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 lack of uh, of creativity in the ending of three ruined the entire third game for them, and I'm like, no, I. That's why I still think three is my favorite, is because every single moment leading up to that felt awesome, and so the journey was incredible, uh, and so I I absolutely adore the game, um, the whole the whole series, and I'm going to buy the. The new, re, uh, the uh, whatever it's called, like the like the remaster, of the it. remaster edition. I'm what, gonna buy it. What what game is it remastering? Is it remastering the first three as a whole, or just yep. the third one? All three. All three. Ooh, intriguing. Hmm. Yeah, be a good chance for you to get into it. Yeah, because that was my only drawback. You know me, I'm a vain bitch. I don't want to look at shitty graphics. Right, yeah. So like it, it's obviously not as good as they can be nowadays. But like I say, it's a remaster. Everything, all the polygons are increased, and it looks a lot better than it did. Um, but yeah, if you want to experience the game, now is the time to do it. So in our notes for this episode, it just says space boobies. Space boobies. Yeah, what's that about? Talk to me, baby. This. So you remember how in the video we watched, this game was called a space soap opera yeah yeah there's a lot of romance like a soap opera like a lot of sex um like you can choose to romance people along the way and then it always near the end of the game you have sex with them and depending on who you're choosing there can be like full-on like boobs out you know hey turn um, up right and this went on the like news channels like they're putting sex in games there's sex in this game how atrocious oh is this? god oh god they're putting sex in games they're turning the freaking frogs game humans um, don't have sex yo yo did you hear okay not to get off topic but that was like 
kind of true. There was like a chemical that was turning frogs transgender. Isn't that fucking wild? Yeah, I understand. <laughs> Nor do I care. I know. I don't care either, but I just blew my mind to find out that that was if actually If you're a like frog and you're listening, you should know that I support your life choices. Regardless of the water you drink. I'm deciding if it matters because I'm talking about frogs or not. <laughs> I'm going to be a good guy. Yeah, live your life. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You're a frog. You're a frog. You live your best frog life. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, okay. I also heard, though, that there's not as much nudity in the remaster that they toned it down. Is that true? Really? Yeah, there, were, there was an article about it. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, it's Ooh. stupid. Yeah, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, find that. I hope not. And like, I've um, never, I've never really looked at the sex scenes in this game and been like, "Oh, that's hot." Because like, it's really weird. Because it's not the best animation, and it's just kind of awkward looking. Um, but they did their best with it. I mean, it's it's weird. But I mean, I'm looking it up right now, and. I don't know what I found specifically. I feel like I'd see a lot more articles about people being upset about it. I think it was just the only... Are there naked characters? The only thing I can find is that they put less nudity into the third one. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what I heard then. Maybe I'm just tripping. Yeah, I don't know. Um... But yeah, space boobies were they're pretty cool. Um, but there there are there's a space romance. boobies are pretty cool. <laughs> space boobies are pretty cool. Um, Justin, this is why we're friends. This is why I love you. <laughs> there are romances in the game that are uh, that are actually really nice. Um, there's a a gal named Tally uh, who I absolutely adore. Um, she she's part of this race called the Quarians. That they are, uh, they have basically shot immune systems, and their home planet is the only place they can live on. But their homeland was taken over, and so aliens with AIDS, not AIDS, but like they Space always, they Space always AIDS. have to wear these suits that cover their entire body, or else they'll die. Oh, and okay. um, and so like you can have this romance with her. And she's super sweet. I love her accent. Oh my god, her accent is hot. Uh, but and uh, and she uh, and in the end of the third game, when you do the dirty with her, she finds like a, she does her best to find a uh, uh, a way that she can take off her suit for a brief amount of time just to be with you before the last mission. But there's a mission in the third game where if you're romancing her, it's extra sweet where you take back her home planet and like you, Aww. and then like so you, that you can sitting, bang. So you two are sitting on a cliff together and you're, and then like you help her plant. I think you help her like plant a seed, just like regrow stuff. And, and she, and uh, it's super heartwarming and super Aww. sweet. I'm, I'm all smiles right now. Yeah. There's a, Oh, you might be surprised one of the voice actors in the game, by the way. Um, Who is it? The pilot of your ship in all three games, his name is Joker. He's played by Seth Green. 
opens Google. Oh my God. The creator of Robot Chicken. He's also in Austin Powers. He's also oh. a Christmas family guy. Yeah, okay, Seth Green. Okay, I know who that is. Yeah, I know him yeah. as Chris from Family Guy. But yes, Seth all Green's, the other things too. Seth Green is super funny in the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, uh, he's a funny guy. Oh yeah, he he's a really funny character and uh he he has a lot of he has a lot of really good moments. There there's a ship AI um named Edie. And eventually she finds this robot body that she puts herself into so that way she can join you on missions. And then Joker falls in love with it. <laughs> oh, it's, my God. <laughs> and it's really funny. Because Edie the whole time is also feeling having feelings for him. It's artificial intelligence. And she's like, how do you people like try to flirt? And like stuff like that. <laughs> it's it's kind of like, oh, you kids. Oh, you kids. You kids. And you have the option to try to break them up. And I'm like, fucking why? This is awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, What were like the stats for the, like, what were the sales numbers for the game for all three? Like, I'm just curious. Like, I, um, I want to know like how big this game actually was. Cause people say that it was big, but I also only know like. Besides you, I only know like one other person who's played the Mass Effect games. The first one didn't sell as well. Um, but let's see here. Um, uh, Anything? Kind of. Just uh, Mass Effect, uh, which puts exclusive club franchise here sold. Uh, well, it's part of a, of a rare case where uh, the franchise as a whole has sold over 10 million units. Oh, that's pretty. I mean, that's pretty good. When was this article made? Okay, as of this was posted on April of 2012, so this is an old article. Ooh, that's old as hell. But this is after all three of them came out. This is after the re- right after the release of Mass Effect 3, which was March of 2012. But as of April of 2012, there's Mass Effect 1, which at the time sold 3.05 million units. Uh, there's Mass Effect 2, which sold 4.07 million units. And then Mass Effect 3, which was sold one month after its release, 3.08 million that's pretty that's pretty good considering the time frame when because not not everybody did like digital downloads well i don't think anybody did digital downloads for games yeah, back my, then. my first copy was mass effect i got mass effect 2 first and i got the hard copy at gamestop yeah yeah i think that was still a time of gamestop dude <sighs> what joyous memories gamestop brings back oh for sure i was literally talking to my uh to my dad today about how if uh, if you could get make commissions off of selling video games at GameStop, you know, quickly I'd work there. Immediately, oh my god! Um, I so I much stuff. Did you know that I worked for GameStop? No, but I could see it. Yeah, I worked probably for a GameStop. Really crappy job. No, I it was I loved it. I loved it because it was one of those jobs where every day I left thinking like i'm excited to go to work i don't care like the fact that i'm making money was just a bonus 
I was so excited to go to work and just like talk to people about video games and give them my opinions on video games and bring stuff out for them. There was there was one night where it was the release of Star Wars Battlefront 2, the recent one, where um, we were doing like a midnight release and I was working for GameStop at the time. And I dressed up as a Jedi and went to work in full Jedi garb. Tell me another that's job sweet. where that's allowed. I, I loved working for GameStop. It was such a great time. Such a great time. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. It, oh, man. It makes me so bad. Like, want to so badly get another j- job in the video game industry. But that's so hard to do where we live. That's so well, hard to I do. I mean... There's a possibility of us always getting a job in the video game world. I mean, maybe from what we're doing right now, if people help and like it and listen to us and follow us. Come on, guys. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's 1020. We've we still have one final question. Good, sir. It, is it worth sixty dollars? Yeah. My is answer it- is kind of. So what's what are they going to charge me for the remaster? Are they going to charge me sixty for all three? I think it's sixty for all three, which that's a deal. Yeah, that's a deal. Oh, one hundred percent. Ooh, I might have to hop on that. So like sixty dollars for all three, hands down a deal. Sixty dollars for one of them now? No, then yes. Okay. When at the time of release, I would have paid thirty for one. 60 for two and 60 for three. Isn't that like among the time though? I mean, because we're talking like 2012 era, right? We're we're talking still like today's money because I have no real great reference. Well, but we're, we're, when did games start being $60? Weren't, didn't they used to be 50? I, I think for, remember. I think for like Xbox, like, like the original Xbox and PlayStation, they were like 50. If they came out today with modern day graphics, I would pay thirty dollars for game number one, sixty for two, and sixty for three. Okay, that seems fair. So the fact that I can get all three for sixty is a deal, is what you're saying? Correct. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. All um, right. All right. All right. I might have to give it a little I'm, whirl. You know? I'm absolutely going to get it. Um, when I do get it, I'm going to live stream it. On the Another Video Game Podcast uh, channel, you can follow us on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube if you want to see me live stream. That was the single smoothest self-promo I've ever heard. You fucking (laughs) nailed that. That was awesome. Thanks. Jordan, you don't really live stream that much anymore. Dude. You have a platform where you can promote yourself now. I know. That's true. Uh, So I do have a page, Captain Redbeard 96 on Facebook. I it's been hard lately to find the time to do it and I want to stream like if I'm going to stream I want to stream earnestly. I don't want to stream because like I'm just playing video games. Like I want to That's I what I'm doing. That and that's totally fair and that's totally fair, but it's one of those things where like listen, if I feel up to it and I know that I have a couple hours, I will 100% do it, but as of lately Having a couple hours available has been you're you're asking a lot of me right now. And but here's the thing, I still love doing it. Captain Redbeard 96, give me a follow. Maybe one day, you know, I will I will pop off. But for right now, I'm just happy doing this podcast with you. Like honestly. 
Heck yeah, man. I love doing this. But yeah, Jordan, I I would get the game. I think that okay. like okay. I think that it would be a really good like st- like instead of just jumping into the pool of hardcore RPGs like The Witcher, The Witcher's pretty much a deep end. Like that's pretty hardcore. Um casuals can love it. I'm not saying casuals can't. I'm just saying there's a lot. And if you're not used to an RPG, it'd be kind of off-putting. Um but if you uh but if you want to take it slow, um, and, and just step down the stone. I think Mass Effect would be a really cool place to start. I will check it out, buddy. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I'm hopefully going to be streaming. I know I streamed a couple times. Even if you miss my streams um, on the AVP channel, you can find them on YouTube and in uh, Facebook after the fact. There's a playlist now for the live streams that I've done. Uh Follow us on uh, all of them social medias. We're really, I'm really slow on social media. So that's why you only see like one Instagram post and a couple Facebook posts. I have a really hard time remembering to do posts. Um, and so I'll probably do one right after this while I'm editing. Um, <laughs> uh, but we're on every social media platform. We're on every listening platform except SoundCloud because we're not rappers. Uh but, but we could be. But we, we could, could be. be. Spotify has been really kicking off a lot more with different people listening. If you're liking all this, follow. Because we're getting a lot of listeners. But I want more followers on there. People that are alerted whenever we get a new episode out. Um, just because your continued support is what's going to help support us and help us keep going. Um, we're not doing it just for that. But we want to be able to make this bigger. We want to be able to make give you the best quality that we can. Um, and we can only do that with your guys' support. Dude, I think you nailed it. I think you said it all. I think we wrap it up, buddy. Help us get Jordan a better microphone. Dude, a better microphone and like some sound panels, man. It's bad right now. I even I can hear it through my headset. It's bad. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> it's okay. It'll be okay. You might have you guys might have to put up with this for one or two more episodes. Uh but yeah. Well if there's nothing else. Do, do you it. have anything to say? No, say your say your closing phrase. You're supposed to say bye first. <sighs> Alright. Like See you later, guys. Bye, everyone.